Hey everyone and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Scouting Report. Hope you all had a chance to listen in on part one of what does an area scout do during the fall season. All these NFL area scouts are getting their schedules in order and preparing to get out on the road. This is your chance to get a peek behind the curtain at what they're going to be doing for these next couple months. Part two will be out next Wednesday where we will talk through what a fall schedule likes. We will look at a specific schedule, um, weekly schedule, daily schedule, and uh, among other things like that. Of course, check out all of our audio scouting reports that are up as well as give us a like and share. Send me comments and notes either at rsafootball.com or head over to Twitter and find me at rightstepadv. Looking forward to more notes and see what you want to hear next. With that, let's jump in on today's player. We are going to be looking at linebacker Merlin Robertson out of Arizona State. Merlin, four-star recruit out of Junipero Cerro High School in Gardena, California. 179th ranked player by ESPN coming into that class. Had offers from all the big-time schools you'd expect. USC, Oklahoma, LSU, Miami, Oregon, among others. Uh, he did not officially commit to Arizona State until February of 2018. A little bit later in the process there and was a summer enrollee. Uh, was listed at 6'2", 190 on his recruiting profile, but was already in the program at Arizona State at 6'3", 235. So whether he was uh, immediately putting on weight or might have been listed a little bigger than what he, what, he, what he actually was is anybody's guess, though I would probably say the uh, Arizona State program might have been fudging it up just a little bit. He was number eight since the day he stepped on campus, and he was immediately in the lineup and on the field, uh, tallying 831 snaps as a true freshman, averages out to nearly 70 a game. Almost every one of those snaps came on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, was named the Pac-12 Defensive Freshman of the Year that year, so high expectations, four-star recruit, stepped on campus and made an impact right away. As a sophomore, 2019, up that total to over a thousand snaps in a 12-game span, was an unquestioned starter inside linebacker. His 34 solo tackles, 38 assists are overall fairly average numbers, though, for the number of snaps he was playing. Uh, production per snaps is one of those analytics puzzle pieces that though it's just part of the puzzle, will continue to be part of the over pro overall profile that we will talk about for Merlin. That analytics piece and the way it all fits together may be a podcast that you want to hear later on, so let me know. In 2020, COVID-shortened season, Merlin played in all four games, and then in 2021, he played again in all 12 games where he had 30 tackles and 34 assists. Again, for the number of uh, snaps he was playing there in 2021, 30 tackles, 34 assists, eh, pretty pedestrian numbers. This will be his fifth year at Arizona State in 2022. Uh, a lot of prep work was done on Merlin for the 2022 draft by scouts. Uh, everybody looked at him basically as a 50-50 prospect, thought there was a chance he would declare, thought there was a chance he would come back. Um, I'm sure the feedback both he, his coaching staff, his family got was to come back as a uh, Sun Devil for one more year, which he did. So he's going to be expecting a big year, uh, capitalize and move himself up the boards. 
Numbers of note, uh, looking right about 6'3", listed now at about 244 pounds, 245 right in there. The other uh, length of note would be just under 33-inch arms. That will show up again in our evaluation. So, to the film, what are his strengths? First of all, he's healthy. He has missed very little time, uh, if any at all. He's got a thick, sturdy frame. He can take hits. He keeps knocking um, he will deliver the blow more often than not. So, you know, the fact that he's going to be on the field and ready to go every week is always going to be looked at as positive. That thick and strong frame inside. He is a downhill player. He strikes blockers. He creates stalemates. He plays, you know, chin, uh, his helmet under the chin of a lot of offensive linemen blocking. He's going to thump um, inside. He wants to um, have and play in contact. He does not shy away from contact. And he, uh, another strength is he's worked at multiple spots across the linebacker spectrum. From a boundary 3-4 outside linebacker, he's been a SAM to the boundary, both working on the line of scrimmage as well from a stack position. He's been inside anywhere from a 30 to a 50, primarily from the boundary, but you're going to see him just about everywhere as a linebacker would align. So all strengths going to be in multiple spots. You expect him to uh, see the field from those spots well and be able to pick it up at the next level. Some of the weaknesses I see. Now, this is a player, we talked about it with production, and the reason I see that is he is constantly stuck on blocks. He does not play with the nearly 33-inch arms he has, plays with short arms, very little extension. Just a note for you, 33-inch arms, that's a kind of ideal number for an inside linebacker. You know, you'd love to have 34s, uh, 34 pluses, but if you hit that 33 number, and really if you're getting 32 and a half to 33, you're going to live in the ballpark of where many NFL linebackers are. So he hits the metric there, but he is constantly stuck on blocks and he doesn't play with the full length of those 33 inch arms. He gets eaten up by single blockers, whether that's an offensive lineman, a tight end, fullback, just too many stalemates. He doesn't make the plays he needs. To. He does not miss tackles, something that I know has been boasted about. A couple articles, uh, I believe there was uh, a one evaluation agency that uh, you know made a big deal about that. But it is hard to miss tackles when you're rarely there to make tackles. So the production issues continue to show up. Another issue, lack speed and explosion. This is a tackle-to-tackle -tackle inside linebacker. He's going to struggle in space, struggles in the pass game, He's more of an oozing mover. He's not slow, but it just is. There's not much suddenness to him. You want him to foot, put his foot in the ground and get going a little bit more than he does. So, jumping over to the film, what do we see? Weak side linebacker primarily plays into the boundary. Again, you've got your wide college hashes where you can you know hide players into the boundary a little bit more. Uh, he'll play as a 3-4 outside linebacker that will rush the passer with power and strength. He can set an edge there. He'll play as a boundary um, over under linebacker. Again, depending on where the front goes, he'll play on the line of scrimmage, stack tight ends. Uh, he'll drop off and play from, like I said, a 30 to a 50 technique into the boundary. He's got some nickel snaps where he is the only inside linebacker. He'll kick out, follow running backs wide and man coverage and play from there. This is an old school Mike linebacker. He wants to come downhill and thump. He has average explosiveness in his movement. Uh, he's a player that uh, just hard to get me excited watching film on him. Again, a lot of consistent, steady football, but uh, again, there are chances where he can chase a play to the edge. He just lacks the speed 
to chase him down. Um, he has to take real deep angles, makes it easier for backs to cut back on him. Just too many average instinct snaps along with that where he doesn't see the keys in front of him in time early and is late getting to that point. You've always got your two different uh, scenarios with linebackers. Is he a an average instinct linebacker that's got very good speed to chase? That's you know a player that's going to make a lot of plays, or vice versa. Is it a high instincts player that maybe lacks the speed, but is always in front of the play? He's always beating a blocker. He's always beating the ball carrier to the point. So um, unfortunately, Merlin doesn't have much of either. I see average instincts running out of place too often, and just lack of speed to close and make up for it. Uh, constantly stuck on blocks. Again, once the thump downhill, he gets chest to chest. He just stays there. This player doesn't consistently extend his arms. He doesn't shed blocks. You see him get there. He doesn't do enough to dictate to the blockers where the junction point's going to be. He doesn't do anything to change the track for the ball carrier. He allows seams on either side. Again, he's got to get off. He's either got to pick a side. Um, he can't two-gap as a linebacker where some players can. He doesn't have the speed to run through uh, backside gaps like some players can. I do see a smart and seasoned player that is going to be reliable. Um, he's going to know multiple spots at that linebacker spot. He is going to be healthy, but it's, at the end of the day, not a player that I'm consistently excited about. So who are some of my player comparisons? Um, this was a tough one. I had to go through a list of players because there aren't a lot of players, in my opinion, with this profile that are in the league for very long. The players that are have a knack to them, super high instincts, alpha leader, alpha male, um, you know, super productive, just finds a way to get it done. Again, I'm not sure if I see that with this player. Some guys that you know, have some comparisons. Garrett Wallow out of TCU from last year was a fifth-round pick of the Texans. Uh, Garrett now was an extremely intelligent player, had moved down from safety to linebacker. Garrett was a higher motor player that was going to have a bunch of special teams ability. Again, that is what got him drafted in the fifth round. Now, some of the issues that both guys had, stuck on blocks a lot. Garrett had to find a way to avoid them where Merlin's constantly on them, but both players just stuck on blocks too much. Again, I see some similarities with the way they attack downhill. Another guy, a little bit fits more in what I think Merlin will end up being is C.J. Avery out of Louisville. C.J. was a priority free agent of the Bears in 2022. Again, a highly rated player coming into college, was productive, uh, had a high snap count, played a bunch for him, good defensive leader, overall just lacked movement skills that it takes to play with the speed in the NFL today. Again, I think they're similar profiles for C.J. and Merlin. Um, again, so where do I ultimately see this player in the NFL? This is tough for me because there are some scouting services that have this guy in their top five inside linebackers heading into the 2022 fall season. I do not see it that way at this point. Again, Merlin, you hear this, prove me wrong. Go out there, get it done. Take the steps you need to be to be a draft pick. I am hoping for that. Right now, I see a priority free agent player. Reasons I see that, lack of speed is going to show up on special teams. Lack of ability in space, gonna show up on special teams. You start talking about depth linebackers, those have to be your best, most productive players on special teams. I do not see the traits with this player that is going to get a special teams coach excited about him, which is going to you know let him slip off the board there. 
again, with the lack of speed, lack of explosion, lack of fluidity, lack of roll on third down and in passing situations. This guy will get exposed in passing situations if he's matched up on many third down or even first and second down running backs. He's going to struggle as a pass rusher in the NFL. Again, not explosive enough, lacks speed, doesn't have a real true arsenal because that's not typically what they've asked him to do. Um, and he's ultimately a lack of production on the number of snaps he's played. Again, all the analytics, and you know, you see it on film too, the numbers per snap, he's got to be more productive for the amount of time he has played. This is going to be a player that's you know played five seasons, you know, four and a half with a COVID-shortened season. This is a guy who should be around the ball, constantly getting credited for assists and tackles. So I think this guy will compete for a spot on a 53-man roster because he is going to be smart, he's going to be reliable, and he's going to be healthy. But I think he'll be a practice squad guy for a couple years, maybe see some time in a game, but I don't think he is going to be a long in the NFL player. Again, Merlin, you hear this, Arizona State, prove me wrong. Have a great year. I hope you do, uh, but that is where I see you for now. So that's it for Merlin. Next Tuesday, we will take a look at tight end Camore Gamble. Now at Central Florida, was a Florida Gator before that. They're you know former Florida tight end that uh, is a pretty good player. I sat in the room and did a bunch of tight end work with that group when uh, he went fourth overall. So will be fun to take a look at Kimor and uh, see where he goes. As always, like, share, let me know what you think, comments, everything like that. Uh, find me at right step adv on twitter or rsa football until next time keep scouting